All right, guys, gentlemen, we are live on Tony's profile. Again, congratulations to Tony for getting accepted for the LinkedIn Live. Hope everyone's doing okay. How's everyone doing on the Zoom call? Fantastic, <laughs> Fantastic Kyler. Uh, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Nick. Looking Good forward to it. Again. It's going to be fun. I think this is going to be the best live so far. So, hey, this is awesome. Nick, thank you so much for uh, joining, joining me today. Um, this is definitely one of those uh, sessions I was really looking forward to because we're going to talk about a brutal thing that happened to you um, almost a decade ago. And yeah. that, yeah, that's that. So, so you've been, you've been with Simply PHP since the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, you've been with us. I keep saying 13 years, but I, I, I think you've no, been, it's 13. Oh, it's 13, right? Okay. 13 years. So you were, you were with the company before uh, Raf and I uh, bought the company in 2010. Um, so, so that's awesome, man. So, so yeah, we have you and um, Eric, who is uh, also 13 years, right, with us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about what happened to you in 2011, right? It was 2011, correct? Yeah, uh, so that's right. I believe our office at that time was on uh, Notre Dame Street, uh, 1600 Notre Dame Street in Montreal. And now this is, I, I'm going to go by section. So... In my mind, this is what happened. And, and, and again, I've been telling, I tell the story to clients when I want to talk to them about password control. And I, I tell a story to uh, prospective clients as well. Um, I, you know, the, the, there's, there's probably a legend and then there's fact. So fact, you were walking to work or you had just gotten off the subway and you were walking to work it was a icy, snowy winter day. A car lost control and slid and ran you over. So that's step one. Now, that's the legend. Now, tell me what happened. Tell everybody what happened. All right. Um, so you're right about um, our office being on Guy in Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you that know Montreal uh, and its metro systems, I would get off. Uh, at the top of the hill at the Guy Concordia station and usually get, walk sorry, down Nick, the let, let, let me stop you a moment. Kyler, did you get the screen sharing thing sorted out? Can we can we put a map uh, on, sure. on the screen? So put in uh, 1600 Notre Dame or Notre Dame, like it's, you know, supposed to be pronounced. And uh, share your screen, because I'm curious too. I want to see where he got... Uh, where you got run over, flattened. <laughs> hey, look, it's it's ten years ago, it's, so it's okay. No, no, don't, about it now, right? don't worry about it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll make some cracks about it too. Okay, okay. So right. yeah, so sixteen hundred nothing a down. Zoom in a little bit, or, or or Nick, you control what you want Kyler to do. Where where did you where did you where did you get hit? Right now, um, it's actually off screen in the top left. Okay, so zoom out a little bit. Top left. Oh, okay, it wasn't that close to the office then. No, that's it. I was, uh, I'm just gonna wait for that to zoom out a bit. I don't know. Can you zoom out a bit, Kyler? Uh, for Street View, I'm zoomed out all the way, but I can go back mm -hmm. a tiny bit. You want me to go back here? 
well, if you're in map view, just push on the subtract uh, sign on the bottom right. It should zoom you out a little bit. I can go on map view. I'm just but if you're in, if you're in street view, we don't see street view. Uh, yeah, all I'm seeing is the map. Yeah, all I'm seeing is a map. I'll give you like three more seconds. If you can't get it, we'll we'll stop it. So uh, right now, our audience can see I'm just showing the map. Um, okay. So that's what that's what they're seeing right now is the the map of the street that you're on. So and, zoom out uh, a little bit. Zoom sure. out a little bit so Nick can. Uh, Okay, you know what? Never mind the map, Kyler. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. Un unshare your screen, Kyler, and let Nick uh, continue with the story. Okay, sorry, buddy. Go ahead, man. Well, <laughs> so yeah, basically, uh, I had about a, I guess it's six blocks, maybe a bit more, walk downhill from okay. the metro to the office. From the subway to and, the office. Uh, right? Yeah. And. Uh, you know, sometimes there's a bus, sometimes there isn't, you know, it's, it's not a bad walk. That morning I had just missed the bus. So I'm like, hey, it wasn't too cold. It actually wasn't snowy, <laughs> but okay. it was, it was a November day, November 25th. Uh, so I started walking down the hill and when I got, uh, to Renelavec street, uh, I got a red light and, you know, let me do the, the good pedestrian thing and wait for a green light and, okay. you know, not jaywalk or anything, you know, like one of those times when you're like, nah, I'm not going to take the chance this morning and, you know, get caught with a jaywalking ticket. Yeah. And so basically two cars going along the intersection, one wanted to make a left turn and one coming from the other direction didn't see, wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Uh, hit the one making the left turn across the intersection. Ooh. So two cars collided and one got pushed up onto the sidewalk and me and another pedestrian just happened to be standing on that sidewalk. Uh, so the, this so is kind of what I can piece together from, from reports and articles. Cause to me, uh, all I have in my memory is I heard a bang and then I woke up on the floor. <laughs> wow that's that uh, crazy it, it's just there uh i believe the technical term is traumatic memory in which case uh there, it's just it's not there it's not recorded or if it is it's just so deep down that i can't remember anything wow which is good incredible. <laughs> yeah yeah that is i guess that's probably a, a mechanism we have in our subconscious to black that stuff up that's so the cars collided and then the impact through one car in, in your- Under the sidewalk. Okay, and how was the other pedestrian? Did you say it was a woman? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, she, it was a woman. And- uh, Great to ask, but how, did, how was she? No, no. Uh, uh, the thing is, uh, I believe a lot more of her injuries were, uh, were obvious and on the outside. Okay. So uh, it looked like she was in worse condition, whereas, uh, you know, we'll probably get into this a bit more after. A lot more of my injuries were internal. Uh, okay. Like I had a few cuts and scrapes, but I didn't look as bad as her. Um, but uh, I never got her name. Don't know who she is. I just know uh, we asked around while I was in the hospital. She did get released before me. Uh, she was in stable condition. She was fine. Uh, so as far as I know, uh, you know, she, she made it out uh, as well too. So. 
Okay, good. That's that's good to hear. So, so when you were lying there on the concrete, did you say, "Oh crap, I need to get the passwords and credentials to Raf and Tony, <laughs> so the business is not impacted"? Did that come through your head? <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh... <laughs> so. So, because that's you know you know we're not this that's the the, the goal of of this right. this story, other than other than actual actually hearing the truth. So, so then so then you got transported to hospital. Were were you right. take us through that? Were you were you conscious? Were you were you were you? Uh, um, no, that's it. Once um, I mean, uh, I was definitely I was knocked out for I don't know how long. Uh, could have been minutes, could have been seconds okay. uh, on the sidewalk. Uh, when I woke up, there were uh, people around who were telling me to stay down and, you know, knock it up and an ambulance was on the way. And once the ambulance nice. got there, uh, you know, regular procedure, you know, they put you on the, uh, not the, on the board, you know, immobilize me because they weren't sure what was, uh, what happened. Uh, yeah. Like from that moment on, I was pretty much, you know, I was awake, conscious, coherent the whole time. Uh, at least, you know, to my memory. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was it. I got transported to the hospital and then, you know, ER, triage. ER. Okay. So, so now, now here's, here's where my, my telling of the story, <laughs> legend, the legend grows. And then this is another section and you can tell us the truth. So, uh, my my telling of the story is that Raf, my business partner, and your your you know your your boss over over a decade, he's your friend. Um, was what had to go to the hospital the next day um, with your laptop from the office. You were hanging upside down <laughs> in traction. You know one of those back uh, mechanisms? Yeah. Someone's back of those. You were hanging upside down. He was there with the laptop getting credentials and passwords from you, all under the disapproving eye of your mom. <laughs> so, so this is what I tell people now. I, I know you and I were talking a couple of days ago, and you said that was not really exactly um, true. But hang on, before you get to that point, <laughs> What were your injuries? And you said ER. Okay, oh, emergency room. I thought that was OR. So, what were your injuries uh, going into the hospital? Like, I think you're saying there was a lot of internal stuff happening, right? Right. So, um, I, I'm not sure exactly how it went and how they decided. I know ER determined uh, no internal bleeding, nothing much on the outside. Uh, I did have pain, so I got X-rays. I got scans. Uh, mm -hmm. so by the end, after everything was determined, uh, I had broken one of my vertebrae, mm -hmm. uh, which I got very, uh, lucky in the sense that, uh, the vertebrae was broken, but no damage to, to, uh, my spinal cord, uh, no damage to nerves or anything like that. Wow, um, good. you know, but, uh, once they tell you that your back is broken, uh, you stop no matter how much pain you're in or whatever, you stop squirming on that stretcher and you just stop moving and you're like, yeah. I don't want to risk anything. <laughs> on top of that, um, uh, my leg, my right leg, uh, my knee was just completely destroyed. It took uh, 
a couple of more scans and tests and consultations to realize that uh, a ligament cluster or ligament, a bunch of the ligaments were, were just done. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, the result of that was the, sorry, um, okay. the day after the accident, right away, I had back surgery. Uh, they inserted uh, some metal rods and some spacers to, to keep uh, the vertebrae above and below the broken one spaced evenly so the broken one could heal properly. Okay, wow. And, um, you know, the as for my knee, I actually had to go back like a month later to get knee surgery. Oh, boy. Uh, so you had two surgeries. You had a back surgery yeah. and a knee surgery? Then I had to go back for a knee surgery, and, you know, that involved uh, months of physiotherapy, uh, three months uh, walking with crutches, uh, couldn't put my foot down whatsoever, like, no 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 weight bearing no weight at all uh after the three months uh i had a cane just in case you know if i went outside of the house long walks uh mm -hmm. i wore a knee brace for about a year and a half after that till i got okay. to go ahead that my everything was sufficiently healed and you know the muscles had come back to full just not using it for three months my my like my leg had atrophied yeah um, of course so I had to I had to build up my leg muscles. Like you could see sometimes uh, some guys would catch me at the office. If I was taking a break outside, I would just be doing like uh, step ups, you know, on that one leg, just standing on one step, you know, lowering down, going up, like just doing squats in the hallway randomly at times yeah. just to build it up for the first couple of months. Yeah, I remember, um, you know, as you're as you're saying that it's bringing back memories and I remember we were all in the office and we got we got the news that Nick was hit by a car and his back is broken. And I was like, oh, the whole office was like in shock, right? It was just, we couldn't believe it. And I think, um, I think it was several months before you, you came back, right? Was it like six yeah, months? Yeah, I was out for about six months. Yeah. Uh, due to, to rehab and um, just... You know, I, I took public transportation. Uh, there was, you know, you know, I, I realized that just the routes I take, there, there's not a lot of escalators uh, or elevators in, in the routes I took for public transportation or on the buses as well. So mm -hmm. anything that involved like long climbing, uh, I may have stayed out longer than, uh, than expected, but it was just because my transit you know, long walks, long flights of stairs would tire my leg out easily. When, mm -hmm. you know, by the end of the day, it would start to get sore. So it was kind of, you know, between me and discussions with my doctors, I stayed out until my leg was was fairly strong enough that it could hold, you know, withstand a daily commute. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I ended up being six months. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy. That's, um, you know, obviously something that you, you can't predict and it's just one of those random things and that uh, happens in life and uh, yeah we were so glad when you came back so glad that you <laughs> you fully recovered like you fully healed or do you still have some uh, some pain that a normal person who didn't get that type of accident wouldn't would not have you know um can't tell if it's just me getting older from the injuries you know some yeah. days uh, if i if i sit you know uh cross leg or something on the floor too long, my knee will start to hurt. Uh, you know, 
Um, yeah. My back sometimes hurts. Uh, maybe it's in my head. Maybe it's the weather. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, nothing, I would say like nothing debilitating, nothing that stops me from having a normal day. Nice. Okay. That really stops me from being able to like, you know, live my life or get up in the morning. So that's great. That's very great. fortunate with that. Very cool. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. So going back to what you were saying. Um, yeah. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so that's the I thing. I hate to so, destroy the legend. Wait a second. Let me, repeat the legend. <laughs> Let me repeat the legend. So, so my, the way that I tell the story is that you're in the hospital in one of those upside-down back-traction gadgets, and Raph came into your hospital room uh, with a laptop, asking you for access codes credentials and stuff like that because we did not have and this is the reason for this video is we did not have a system in place um to provide for the bus factor right so again that's how i tell it and your mom was very very not happy <laughs> she was very unhappy uh with rap so now tell me the truth what happened <laughs> um the I truth mean, is, I, mean, I, I hate to say, it. No, none, of, none of that is, is none of that happened. No. Uh, oh. Raf did come to the office. Tyler, we're going uh, to have to edit To the hospital. We're going to edit this part <laughs> out, okay, just so you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Even though it's live. Okay. So uh, Raf did, did come to the hospital. Okay, he came to But it was, it was for a checkup. He came to check up on me. We okay. sat, we talked. Uh, he didn't hold uh, a laptop <laughs> under my nose. Um, oh no, where did I get this story from then? Uh, you know, like I guess a little bit evolves over time. There was, but there was, I did reply to emails, a uh, couple of emails from the hospital the, the day after my surgery. Because I mean, while you're, while you're sitting in the hospital, just, you know, waiting for recovery, your day gets monotonous. Okay. Uh, so I did, there was some emails back and forth. There was some work related stuff back and forth. Okay. So it could have evolved from that. Uh, but I mean, no, like kudos to to you, to to Raf, to the manager we had at the time. Uh, there was no pressure. There was there was never you guys yeah. beating on my neck, going, Nick, I know you're in the hospital, but we need this. You know, yeah, yeah. it was you guys were fully understand. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can spin the legend however you want, but yeah. I never felt like there was never a disapproving look on you guys. You guys were were there to encourage me to heal, to encourage me to do what I needed to do uh, yeah. to get back on my feet. So. Uh, yeah. whatever works when you spin the legend but the truth is you guys were 100 support in my corner uh yeah. and i'll always appreciate that awesome awesome buddy well you know what you're an awesome guy so you know you should not be treated any other way but um i don't know i, I think i remember maybe it, you it blanked <laughs> out like you know maybe it was your subconscious blanking that out but i <laughs> but so like i said you know but, spin the legend how you need yeah, uh, how yeah. you want <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't change the fact that I definitely want, and thanks for your kind words, by the way, buddy. It's really sweet, man. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that I would like to cover, um, you know, pre-accident and post-accident. Um, pre-accident, I don't, I don't think that we had any internal uh, control set up um, like we do today. Oh, uh, if you don't mind me, like saying, uh, especially. At the time, we had like one big project uh, that mm -hmm. was, you know, our big contract. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because we were building up, we were getting contracts, we were, you know, the ball was rolling, but there was one that uh, was just bringing in uh, 
I don't know if I want to say it was our cash cow, but like that was a, that was our main one, yeah. Uh, yeah. our biggest project that we had put the most work into. And we were, bus factor wise, we were screwed. <laughs> we were screwed, yeah. We had, uh, we had one major developer who was the go-to one for a lot of the knowledge, a lot of the access on that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what makes this even crazier is that he had given his two weeks around the time of the accident. So we were in the process oh. of making me the, like the main, the main contact. And oh, like that should have been, he had resigned before your accident or after your accident? Yeah, like just before. Just before. Wow. So See, I didn't know that. Knew I it was coming. My story. Okay, I, so. And I was the one who was doing, getting like the knowledge transfer to get, to fill all the missing information that I had. Yeah. And that should have been like, that should have been our light bulb moment going, hey, we don't even have another person who knows everything. We're only transferring all the knowledge to one more person. And to like, another one that's susceptible to the bus factor, right? And then, then boom, bus factor happened. Yeah. Uh, in this case, car factor, and like we were back to, oh, let's. And this guy had like maybe a few days left, maybe like a week left or half a week yeah. left on, on his two week term, to 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 catch up the next guy, the next in line with everything. Like so, yeah. we had like there was no redundancy there, and you know. Yeah, so, sometimes I I know from experience, and and again, like I always say, I. I anything that comes out of my mouth is just from experience of, of over a decade of, of doing this. So I'm not some type of uh, guy that pretends to know everything. Just from my experience, though, a lot of times um, there, there, there's businesses that just can't afford, you know, two or three developers that have all the knowledge, you know, and that's right. In it inevitably ends up sitting on one person's shoulders and a lot of times the business owners will say, okay, I eventually got to hire another person or I eventually have to hire a company that's going to, um, you know, cover the bus factor. But a lot of times it's, it's not even possible, you know? So when you, yeah. when you can, when you can do it, you have to do it. You, you can't, you can't have all the knowledge in one person's uh, head. Correct. Right. Um, and I definitely agree. Like sometimes it's, it's not feasible either contract wise, budget wise, developer wise to, to share that knowledge. But, um, I mean, really, in, in like, for example, in this situation, what was really a wake up call for us was that it wasn't just the knowledge base of the code. It was like almost everything that was, that this guy knew, you know, where passwords were stored, where, you know, which scripts were running and when, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, it's how everything works in the code and being, being knowledgeable of that. I mean, it's great if you have other people who know it and, you know, you're sharing the knowledge across or somebody can just jump in right away and, and, you know, pick up the project. But if you're jumping in right away and you're like, oh crap, you know, which site are we subscribed to? Which third party <laughs> providers are we using? What's the account we use to log into that? Is it on his personal email? Was it his work email? Is it on, you know, a, a joint email? Like, so, so you mean, Nick, that even if you cannot afford to have a second or third developer with the knowledge, at a minimum, you need to set up so that the credentials are all stored properly, so that if the bus factor does happen, at least we know that stuff. Like, at least we have the knowledge. Yeah. Of 
where this where, where everything's hosted what the credentials are uh, what email uh they're linked to all of that stuff is that doesn't cost money it just takes a little bit of effort correct it yeah it takes well i mean it costs money in that it takes our like time and an effort to, to set yeah. it up but i mean um uh, it'll definitely save you in the long run in case anything ever happens okay uh you know and we we have seen it before with uh you know like after after 2011 you know we started implementing you know uh passwords uh you know central storage of credentials accounts yeah. wiki uh, uh, yeah, I personally, like in my code, got uh, when I got back, got a lot more stricter with my own personal coding, you know, comments and documentation mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, uh, you know, wikis and, or just general documentation is is more updated. Like, you know, if there's crimes that run every day, where are they, you know, where are they set up? What are they mm -hmm. doing? Why do we have them? Uh, just so that anyone else coming in and looking at it can be like, oh, OK, you know. Uh, this is why things are happening every day at this hour. It turns out there's a crime going on. Uh, I've been, yeah. you know, me personally as a programmer, as uh, as my position has moved up higher and higher to a more senior level of programmer, try to enforce stricter documentation standards, commenting standards. Uh, so, these are all things that, that can mitigate and help the bus factor when you can't necessarily have a second person okay. or a third person or a... <laughs> Or, more, or, you know? or you know what? I'll even I'll even say even if you do have a team, even if you have ten or fifteen or twenty developers and you have a CTO, are you set up like that? That that's the question. Yeah, these are the, just things that, that <laughs> definitely need to happen no matter what. Like, yeah, because you, know, you you now have twenty developers, for example, that have their own credentials. They might they might have signed up for certain services on the fly. Like you know, a problem's happening. Hey, we need to sign up for this service because we're getting a DOS attack or, or whatever it may be, those things happen very quickly on the fly. And I think, so, so pre-accident, uh, and we had just bought the company, we didn't even know what the heck we were doing. So um, I forgive yeah, us. Yeah, we were, uh, I, like we were going for also from a very comfortable system where we were working with one, two projects. Yeah. Uh, because that's, that's what, the company was structured like before so it was very it, it just felt very more internal very more uh you know everybody was kind of familiar since there wasn't a vast number of products it was yeah. one client um you guys bought the company and you know we started expanding we started taking on clients and contracts and yeah you know it was a learning experience for us as well how how do we set up and when different people are working on different clients how do we how do we keep this knowledge base more central and make it easier for people to jump in and out um, yeah. So Nick, um, I'm a business, let's say I'm a business owner and I've got, I've got a couple developers. I've got a designer, I've got a sysadmin, you know, I've got a team. Um, yeah. what, what advice would you give me to make sure that if one of these team members, all of a sudden, and we can get quite deep, we can, we can say, you know, a team member. Uh, holds me hostage. Uh, team member becomes uh, uh, combative. Uh, a team member gets sick. A team member disappears. Um, what advice would you give me to set up my system internally so that, first of all, I know where everything is. Second of all, 
my other team members will be able to find everything and um, I'm not I'm not impacted. Um, well, I mean, definitely the, the first step is know where everything is. Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, you have to, so if you have a site, you gotta know uh, where is your site hosted? Where, like, where is your final product being hosted? Where is the code stored? Uh, mm -hmm. Is is there a Git repository? Where does this Git repository live? Uh, are you using it? Uh, Bitbucket, GitLab, GitHub, um, and then obviously all all the related accounts and passwords for this. Like, are you hosting your uh, does it, your site on GoDaddy? Uh, what's your GoDaddy login? Okay, so if I if I stop you there, I guess step one would be to make sure that if I'm the business owner, I own an ABC company. Make sure that all the accounts that are a part of my business are actually in my company name and I have control. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. That, uh, that's that's if, pretty If huge. they're not in your personal email, they're at least at an email that you have access to. Uh, like, I don't know, like, let's say you don't want to sign up with, you know, Tony at simplyphp.com for, yeah. for a bunch of services and sites, but you create, you know, uh, administrator or system or something at simplyphp.com and you can check that email, you have access to it, you have rights to it. It's it, all intents and purposes, it belongs to you. You so can just use people. that. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> right. So if, so if uh, my employees over the years have set up accounts on, you know, like you said, GoDaddy or subscribing to some antivirus software, whatever it is, um, I got to make sure that I actually control that email that has subscribed to that service. Right. Yeah. And, and the credit yeah, that card. That would be like definitely a, 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 like the best advice I could give because yeah. if, if anything happens, uh, I mean, it's central to you. You have control over it. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes employees stop responding. Like you said, there's there's any reason that under the sun that can happen for an employee to no longer be a direct link to to you to have a direct company. link to that employee. Okay. And yeah, so I could say the same. Just you know, so make sure the email is an email that you control. Uh, make sure the credit card that was used to set up the account is actually yours. You know, belongs to the company. Yeah. Again, on the fly, hey, go, you know, the owner's busy, go, go subscribe to that service so we can get back online type of thing. So you got to check that stuff. Now, you, you touched on where the code is um, uh, being hosted. You got to make sure you control that. Um, code repositories, you also have to make sure that you control that. That's huge. Believe it or not, there's so many employees that are actually in control of their employer's business that way um, oh yeah we've we, we've seen it you know uh, yeah. an employer the employer the company that isn't up to date or familiar with what version control or git is yeah. so the developers just like look i'll just you know I'll, for their own peace of mind they want git so they're like i'll host it on my own personal bitbucket and then yeah which is, I don't know, um, something, go, something goes wrong and then boom, all of a sudden they're like, no, you know, deny access to the production server to, to pull any new code or any updates. And Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something that, believe it or not, uh, happens so often. We've seen it so many times. Or, uh, or even like not in a hostile way, just, you know, uh, 
it's it's too big for that one developer so the company wants to bring on a team and then this developer is just like all right but it's on my personal bit bucket and i can't add more users to it because then i gotta start paying and yeah it's just, it's a, you know so then you still yeah. need to go through the hassle of of migrating it to like you know the client's one and you know if the company or the customer wants to pay for users or figure out whatever they do yeah. it then but yeah we can just good to have it we we could definitely do a, do a segment uh, in the upcoming weeks just on that just on the on the <laughs> just on case. version control yeah yeah just on version control because <laughs> it's it's really fascinating uh, and it's also uh, amazing that a lot of, a lot of us non technical folk and, uh, and I'm pointing to myself and you Kyler um, we don't even know we, we you know I know obviously but you know they don't even know what version control is what GitHub is Bitbucket so it, it's huge but just to keep on on track now because earlier you were saying you were talking about um uh, info about prawns info about um you know developer developer notes what where, where is this why why does it work this way uh passwords credentials all of that good stuff now where would you suggest that a business owner or c-level executive direct his team to store all of that stuff, is there is there a um, preferred method that that we use internally here, or even for your client? Not not mentioning any names, although I'm sure they would. Yeah, um, mention names, but how 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 do what do you recommend that that we do? Well, I mean, just us uh, at Simply PHP, we we use one password mm -hmm. uh, to store any sensitive information. One password is absolutely awesome, by the way. We have no affiliation to them, but I find them to be yeah. incredible. They're so good. You know, there's there's a lot of password management tools out there, a lot of password mm -hmm. management sites and software uh, that can allow... Can you name another team. one, just to be fair? Is, do you have another uh, one? There's LastPass is another one I can think of right off the top okay. of my head. LastPass, all right. Awesome. Um, and, <laughs> I mean... It's not the cleanest, it's not the best way, but you can even just, I don't, I don't like storing them just in a text file, but if that's what you have to do, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to, to store them in a text file that you save on your computer as a, as a business owner, at the very minimum, have that. As a business owner. It's not secure, it's yeah. not it's yeah, not it's secure. It, in the long run, it's very open to, to somebody accidentally getting it and having all your information. Yeah, but like, at the very minimum, have that. Yeah, know? yeah, you have to have access to them. As a business owner or C level exec, you you need to have access to to the keys to your business, right? That that's the way I always put it. Those are the keys to your business, and if one of your employees has them, uh, and something happens to that employee or that person or even a business partner has all of that stuff, you you can't duplicate duplicate those keys. You need to actually be able to get them. And uh, so one password is interesting because as a business owner, I can have the master credentials and I can add and remove people as I see fit. And I also, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, I also can see everything, right? So I'll never, I'll never lose track or lose access to any any credentials in my business is that right as as far as i know yeah as as top level access you you can see everything you have everything you yeah. don't need to be assigned to a specific vault or customer oh. password entry or anything to see it you can just go in um, 
Yeah. So, so what 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 kind of um, what kind of information can we put in an application like uh, in a secure application like One Password? And is that enough to store notes as well? Like like you had mentioned earlier in the conversation, and I'm not technical enough to repeat what you said, but you were talking about um, cron jobs. Why does this run? Like information right. on, on the platform. So if you disappear, someone, one of your team members comes in, hopefully, or even an outside person that you know is brand new, they can at least navigate their way through the first couple of days and make sure that everything's up and running properly. So right. I, uh, I mean, what I like about 1Password is it does even, it's not just, you know, uh, logins and passwords and access credentials. It does allow you to save like notes. I'm uh, sorry, say that again. It, it, it allows you to save notes. Oh, so like, you nice. could write up notes. I mean, in the very minimum, uh, you could have your, your site documentation there, like where to find, uh, where to find your code, where to find uh, just small little notes on how things work. What, what we like to do is on our projects, we do each project has its own wiki. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're supposed to, and I, I yeah. haven't done an audit recently, so I don't know if we're as up to date, but we're supposed we to have. Good. Yeah. Uh, I know my projects are, I know some of my other colleagues' projects are, I just haven't done a full company-wide audit in a while, so. Yeah. Any simply PHP devs listening, I'm coming, and you know, be ready when be ready when it comes. Yeah. So just <laughs> um, to just to clarify what our what our how our wiki system works is we have an internal CRM uh, that's custom built, and it handles you know it, it handles our uh, our you know client database, our prospect database. Um, we log our tickets in there. Um, our reports come from our internal CRM. Our invoices go out from our internal CRM. And also each uh, project has its own wiki. And in that wiki is exactly that. The developer will explain, okay, this is the project. This is where you can find this. This is where you can find that. Um, this is what this does. This is what that does. And that is there in the event that the developer is not available who's on that project anyone can just click on wiki and they can see all of that information so that they at least know um, what everything does, right? And all of the credentials um, for that project are not stored there. They are stored in a secure uh, uh, platform. I believe we use one password, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, yeah just we, to give a little uh, background. No, no sensitive information, no passwords, no codes, no, yeah. uh, no anything is, is in the wiki. Uh, we actually, we don't even share passwords through chat anymore. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we use a, a private bin. I think we set up our own with a subdomain for ourselves. That's uh, another, which, that's another thing that still happens when we, we take on new clients and they send all of them. Yeah. And we, we tell them like, no, send it through here or send it through here. I don't need it in the chat history where. Yeah. I've even been, uh, I've been in CC when we sent the private bin link, the secure private bin link to a new client and they just replied to the email with all their credentials out in the open and we're like, ah! So, you know, you just have to change the, the password after that. Yeah. It's, so yeah, we when, when just touch on that. When we ask for credentials, we send a link to, uh, to a private bin that allows our clients to, to, to give us access in all security um yeah so that's cool so 
anything else, Nick, to add on some helpful tips, whether it's whether it's a business owner or a developer that you know just wants to make sure that they want to provide for the bus factor, which is the theme of this of this uh, yeah. session, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, just I guess to reiterate what we talked about this whole time is. Uh, it's it's not always feasible to have that second person or to increase that bus factor, but you can mitigate it and you know make it less of a problem by by having the proper documentation, by having uh, central places where sensitive information is stored, uh, having you know one account, make sure that you know it's not spread across different accounts, like you know. Uh, this developer worked on a project four years ago. Uh, that service is in his name, and this developer who worked Ooh. on it two years ago, that service is in his name, is in his old, old email, and you know, like mm. I've seen it. Uh, it's it's just it's been there, but you know, keep everything central. As a business owner or high C level executive who's in charge of the the project, make sure you have access to everything. You know. Where everything is uh and i by that i don't mean uh like you don't have to know everything you just have to know that yes there's a, a document that has the information on where to find the code where to find which services we're subscribed to and know where that document is mm. <laughs> because you know sometimes people aren't as technical and they don't know all these individual things but they know that there's a document out there that says well we use this as our credit card provider for our shopping site and we use this as our uh you know to host our uh, our images for all our shopping cart items you know and we use mm -hmm. this to host our site you know you might not know what all of those things are but you know that they're where that document is so the next developer can come in and say oh okay yeah i gotta fix something on uh the the cdn which serves all our images and that is you know in this service and that's the login i need to do yes exactly and how many times tony have we run into that problem where like where the guy's like i don't know i just i have a site and then we go in and we dig and we're like well you're hosting your images here your database is hosted here your site's hosted there yeah uh do you have the access for this this and this and the guy has two out of three because the third one was was yeah. lost and you're trying to figure it out that's the thing and and if anyone takes anything from this uh, live it's that you know just spend some time now getting all of those ducks in a row, because if it happens, it, it, and it could be anything, right? It doesn't have to be someone getting hit, hit by a car. It could be someone resigning, someone, you know, seeing something shinier across the street and disappearing. If you have all of that, all of those internal controls in place, it's, it's not going to be painless, but it's, you're not going to be hurting. You're going to be, you're going to be fine. And it's too many times that people call in that, what Nick just mentioned, too many times people call in that situation where they're lost and they're just you know, trying to get someone to help. And then it becomes expensive. Then instead of taking a day tomorrow and getting all that sorted out, you're talking about potentially weeks and your site could be down and your business could be just basically closed until you figure all of this out if you can even figure it out so it's it's like you know having batteries in your smoke detector it's it's just as important 
Or, you know, like how many times is it, is it like, well, you know, my current developer has all this information, uh, talk with them, but uh, don't let them know that we're thinking of replacing them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like not only, yeah, not only code-wise, credential-wise, or information-wise is it awkward, it puts you yeah. in, in an awkward situation professionally because, you know, you need to to dance around this person and hope that, you know, they don't become hostile towards you or towards a potential client. Like, you know, yeah. it's not even towards us, it's towards this other guy. And it's just... And it, and it's legit. It's like, save us an awkward conversation, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> And, it, and, you know, uh, it's legit to be in this situation as a business owner, because, you know, when you, especially when, you know, everyone is a startup at one point. And when you're a startup, you don't think of these things. You're just trying to get things done and everyone's collaborative and everyone's friendly and it's awesome. And yeah, you set it up and you set it up and all of this stuff. But eventually when the dust settles, you need to do that step, which is make sure that everything that is part of the business that the business needs, that the business owns is actually owned by the business and make sure that you provide for the bus factor. So if he disappears, will everyone else know where all his stuff is? You know, will we'll be able to open a drawer and open a map and say, okay, all right, this is the way that everything works, you know? And it, and it doesn't even have to be technical. I know Raf, my business partner and I, we both have envelopes. So, you know, he has my envelope and I have his envelope. So if something happens, hey, dude, just open the envelope and there's a map in there of everything that I know, all of my knowledge. And we also have our one password uh, vaults um, that the other one has access to in case it's needed. So it's great. Uh, that, you know, you that, is, that is something that, I, that, that we've, uh, we've implemented that I completely forgot is that um, you know, all, all employees, you know, we all have that envelope as well. You know, we fill out that envelope yeah. and fill out that, you know, here's the password to my computer. Here's the password, yeah. uh, to, to my email. And it's just, it's sealed in an envelope and you guys never use it, uh, yeah. you know, unless you have to, but cause yeah. you know, so some people don't feel comfortable. Let's say, you know, oh, if it's on one password, anyone can just, you know, any of the admins can look at it and it's like, look, well, you know, any of the, the admins or sysadmins can just get into your computer either, but yeah. it helps <laughs> to, to have that envelope. And if somebody's out sick and we really need it and we've used it before, I, you know, yeah. uh, Hey, we needed to get into your computer. We're sorry. You were out sick. You know, there were, there was something very important and I know you can reply. So we use your envelope. We got into your computer. We got what we needed. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable, change your password, you know, now that you're back and, you know, just create a new envelope. Well, that's true. I remember that. And and the best time to ask for an envelope is when everyone's in a good mood. So don't wait yeah. until everyone's stressed and this guy is, you know, being uh, problematic and then say, by the way, can you write all your uh, credentials now? So yeah, yeah. you got to do it when everyone's uh, in a great mood. Kyler. Obviously now it's a bit harder because we're all at home. So it's like, you know, you're not yeah. going to come to my house with the envelope going, I need to get into your will. I will come <laughs> to your house. <laughs> Come on, man. That's a great point. That, that is a great point. Kyler, my man, how are you? Good. I'm just listening to the awesome conversation you guys are having. Oh, great, great. So, well, I think we're pretty much um, we're pretty much ready to wrap up. I don't know if you have anything you want to add, Kyler, or anything happening out there. 
Nick or, or Tony, you know, you guys said a lot of things, but if we're going to sum this up, what is the ROI? Because you guys are talking about how did you overcome the bus factor, right? Mm -hmm. You guys are talking about documenting and as a business owner, they might look at documentation as time, taking up my developer's time, taking my employee's time away from coding from. So what would you say to those developers? What is the ROI? And I think it's a great way to sum up this live stream. Um, what is the ROI of overcoming the bus factor and, and documenting? Well, I, I would say, and I don't want to be one of those uh, alarmists, but either spend a day now to get at a minimum, make sure that as a business owner um, or C-level exec, make sure that you have ownership of everything that your resources have ownership of. And you can look at one and say, okay, if this person disappears tomorrow, for whatever reason, uh are we screwed <laughs> are, are, are we going to be in trouble and if the answer is yes spend a day and have a meeting and tell everyone listen i saw this video online and they're talking about this and that i want to make sure that i can sleep at night please help me let's do this now either you do that or if it does turn into a situation uh down the road you may spend weeks or you may spend months trying to get control of your business and you may never get control of your business you may actually and i don't want to be one of those people who's an alarmist but you may actually lose your business if you do not have this organized so the roi is infinite it's just it's something that has to be done life or death almost sounds like it could be well right, with your business it, it, it could go to that extreme i mean yeah. um I've seen people who have set up their, their, their corporate business page, their corporate website. Um, and I'm talking years and years ago when the internet was just, you know, starting to boom and everybody was like creating startups left and right, you know, like during that bubble mm -hmm. and they didn't know what they were doing. So anytime you paid a company to, uh, to build your corporate website, that company would buy your, your domain, that company would host your site, would buy your hosting. And then like, you know, two years down the line, they're like, you know, they're, they're paying this company every year to, to keep their domain alive, to keep their site alive, to, to keep doing updates. And then if they ever want to change who runs their site, you know, they're screwed. And I'm sure some of that has trickled down into today as well, that some companies are still on that, that they, they are yeah. <laughs> my business, you know, uh, my personal business.com is not actually owned by me. Let's say, you know, it's, it's owned by someone else. And if ever I get into an argument with him, he's just like, well, I own it. I've owned it for 10 years. It's, yeah. it's my, it's my domain. You want it? Buy me out. Yeah. The, 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 another good way to put it, Kyler, is if I own a, a restaurant and it turns out to be the most successful restaurant in the city, um, but I don't have the keys and people that I don't today necessarily like them anymore or they don't like me anymore and they're the ones with the keys. I'm going to have to start having some uncomfortable conversations. So it's, it's, and, and if the person who has the key to the refrigerator uh, disappears for whatever reason, uh, we can't get into the refrigerator. Uh, it might take a couple of days. So that's a couple of days that we can't get any food out. So I know that's a very stupid, non-technical way to put it, but that's really, that's no, but the it, simplest way I can put it. It correlates. 
it correlates yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So um, while everyone's happy, everything's great. Hey, everybody, by the way, I got to get all the keys to the restaurant. I got to put them in one central location. That's only normal. It's the same thing yeah, with your web business. I think, I think developers need to normalize that as well. It's just, like, and I know sometimes a tendency like on a developer is like, well, you know, if they don't know this or they don't know that, or they don't have the full picture, then, you know, I'm essential and I can't get it, you know, yeah. I can't be gotten rid of. Yeah. The truth is you can, you can be gotten rid of no matter how essential you think you are. We have seen it. You yeah. can be gotten rid of because yeah. it, it, look, that's just the way it is. And yeah, it, it's painful. And somebody might, you know, the, the business owner might take longer to catch up and get all the information back, but mm-hmm. they will, there's ways to get all that information back. Yeah. Which will cost uh, them that, more money in the long time, right? In the long term. Well, but uh, it'll, so it'll sour them. your relationship with them as well, too, because like you didn't want to, you know, you didn't want to share. I don't know how, how better to put it. It's just, you know, as a developer, uh, if you're working with a company, uh, you know, if you're working freelance, you're like the code belongs to the client. The the access belongs to the client. It's It's normal that the client has all these things. If you're holding on to it, because you want to ensure that you're the only one who can touch it. Uh, yeah. Just for me personally, as a developer, that, that stings. That, that creates like a bad rep. Like, yeah. I, I agree, Nick. And, and imagine how, how much your client will appreciate if you come in to work tomorrow and say, by the way, I've, re- I've realized that I have master access to this and you don't have access to that. And, and Johnny is the only one that has access to that. How, how good would your client or employer feel about you if you came in, first of all, you, you mention it and you have a solution, you know, like they, they would appreciate it so much. And, and it's something that's only normal, uh, only normal to do to make sure that, you know, your, your, your client or your employer and all of your colleagues are protected uh, in case one of you um, has some type of issue. So I think it's, uh, I think it's a great point, Nick. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. That was a great way to wrap this up. We're coming yeah. up to uh, one o'clock. So I'm sure some people want to go have a, some lunch or something, depending on what time zone you're in when you're watching this. But um, yeah. thank you, Nick, for coming on. And Tony, awesome job hosting, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much, buddy. And, uh, and I'm so glad that, uh, that you know, we can kind of talk about this, this car accident uh and laugh a little bit about it and uh you know yeah i mean yeah it's been a while you gotta laugh you gotta laugh in life you gotta yeah uh i'm very uh you know i i'm i'm standing i'm walking i'm talking i'm here you know uh what happened was bad but i you know i I came out it could have been much worse so i'm very thankful for everything i have everything you know like how it is today yeah. So. Well, you're looking good, buddy. You're looking yeah, you're, good. <laughs> you're awesome, man. You're you're definitely one of our top guys, and uh, you know, re- really, really appreciate you, and can't wait to see you back in the office again. Uh, hopefully, one day soon. Yeah. Cool. Once and, all uh, this other craziness ends. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Um, we'll do a, we'll do a, a session on uh, Git repo uh, code repository type of thing, if you don't mind. Maybe in a few weeks. Um, yeah, in the meantime, need- in the meantime, I think Kyler that we have Nick Capozzi coming, uh, my cousin in Phoenix, uh, coming on on our little live podcast next Wednesday 
at noon Two. Eastern. You yeah. got it. You got beautiful. it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then, uh, yeah. Okay. Great. That's awesome. a wrap, folks. Thank you all for tuning into another live. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys.